were so good in that Zoom call. And I was like, really? And they're like, you were amazing. So now I'm all like, yeah. <laughs> no, I fucking nailed it. Um, so, let's, so let's nail this. Uh, well, welcome, welcome, welcome once again to redundant the totally original green day podcast i don't know colin that doesn't sort sound of? quite right i don't sort know I, I feel like green day actually might uh might be offended by that i i think what we're about to review they would they would maybe have a problem with yeah because this isn't really a, a green day podcast at all we maybe maybe we should call it like trans am the totally goddamn uh network podcast or something <laughs> like that huh we can we can work on the title. Yeah, it's all it's right. A, fine. It's a project. Oh, Jesus, dick. All right, <laughs> off the cuff. Okay. Anyways, well, whatever it's called, we are here once again. Um, I'm of course Chris Brady Denton, a humble host here, joined as always by Mr. Colin Brady. Uh, both Green Day fans, mm-hmm. both uh, I don't know, just kind of fanatics. Uh, yeah, when it comes to this fans. stuff, yeah, super fans. International super fans, and that extends to to side projects as well, as we'll mm-hmm. discuss in a minute. Yeah, there's a lot to cover today, Colin. Like, we there don't have is. a ton of time to mess around. Mm-hmm. Frankly, a lot has happened since we we last we were discussing uh, Billy Joe's No Fun Mondays album of covers. I know it's it's Fun surprising stuff. that was a while ago. Yeah. Uh, how are things in Seattle? You're all the way up there. I'm I'm here in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. not in the same room. I think we've established that at this point. We have once or twice, once or twice, just a few times, a handful. Yeah. Uh, how how are you doing? Anything uh, to report? Oh, thank you, Chris. Um, I'm uh, I'm doing well, honestly. Not much to report. Um, I went skiing today. I played a little hooky from work, and um, eagle-eared listeners may remember I uh, uh, dislocated my hip almost almost a year ago now. That's right. And today, I actually I I uh, went down the same run where that happened, and just completely destroyed, in a good way, destroyed the jump on which uh, that had originally happened. The so, jump, the first time the jump destroyed you. This time, you destroyed the jump. Exactly. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Revenge, man. Revenge. So sweet. So. <laughs> I'd say I'd say things are going exceptionally well with with that in mind. Other parts of the world maybe uh not so much, but you know, we're we're working on it. How about you, Chris? How are things going on going uh down in LA? Thank you so much for asking. Uh a CBD here reporting from the epicenter of the pandemic. Uh things are all right. Uh, basically, we got a new president can't complain about that that's good right that's a net positive definitely yeah i mean anything from what we have is a net positive yeah like a, a dog with a mop on its head is a would be an improvement so oh, that'd be so cute <laughs> mr president and, and so that's good new year new year came and went we're now in 2021 mm-hmm. uh and yeah, I mean, I have nothing to report. I'm, I'm just trying to kind of stay sane, stay healthy, keep on top of things as much as I can. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't really, I mean, the only thing I have to report, and it's not even 
funny. This isn't even uh, even worth mentioning, probably. But I just want to say, mm-hmm. on inauguration day, uh, I we I got up, I watched on YouTube, and I just cried and cried and cried. To be honest, <laughs> Jesus, oh my I God. just I just cried a lot on on inauguration day. Were these it happy was, tears or were these sad tears? I really think that uh, the election was stolen and it fucking pisses me off. Oh my that God. Biden oh is dull the White House. No, of course not. <laughs> it <laughs> I, it was that thing where I carry a lot of tension in my shoulders naturally. Uh-huh. And I just felt four years of of pain. And just and what's he gonna do next? And oh god, I gotta check Twitter right away. And oh, god. and I know there's so many problems. Things are not markedly better. Like nothing is solved right away mm-hmm. by this. But I just felt something lift off me that I had been pushing down, and I just like wept. And yeah, again, there's I don't Boy. even know why I'm sharing that, but I just, it was very cathartic. Yeah, and I I'm and lying. I know Biden is who he is. Uh, you know, I know no one's perfect. I, uh, all these things that uh you know, we, we can say and, and point out, but on a very human level, I, I do feel like 2021 is off to a good start in that. I just feel a, a, the slightest bit of weight lifted off my shoulders. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I like to think that Billy Joe Armstrong felt the same way. Well put. Yeah. I hope so. And I think if, if this album's any indication, um, he probably is, does feel a bit better. That said, so. this is totally not Billy. He he is not part of the network. No, no, no. And and we, yeah. we don't even entertain that idea. That's ludicrous. No, that's crazy. But Colin, uh, enough about uh, my salty tears of uh, sadness and, and and relief and your destroying jumps and ramps and being freaking Tony Hawk on the snow. Let's move along to our boys in black and red. Of course, this is Green Day News. And this is kind of connects to to crying on inauguration day and the transfer of power, <laughs> because I don't know if anyone heard, but mm-hmm. a bunch of terrorist fucking white supremacist assholes uh, stormed our capital and here in the U.S. and that really sucked hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, I type in Green Day, I, I hit the news tab when I'm searching for that's that's the extent of my research for this podcast, and I um. <laughs> Uh, what popped up was this, that Donald Trump supporters have been soundtracking their TikTok videos with Green Day's American Idiot without understanding what the band stood I, for. Yeah, I heard about this too, and it just blew me away. Like, the stupidity just runs so deep, and it just keeps getting deeper every time you look at it, you know? And I'm, wow. yes, oh my God, it's ridiculous. What do you think that album was about? that's what blows my mind is like have you listened at all to a like even one song and they're they're quoting lines yeah they're quoting lines like one nation controlled by the media (laughs) yeah man wake up and green day knew it along in 2004 that's what they're saying i'm like how stupid do you have to be (laughs) to interpret those you don't think you've been controlled by the media you don't think you've been manipulated, you dumb bitch? It's just... <laughs> and so, of course, fans are quick to be... Billy Joe Armstrong was chanting, no Trump, no KKK, no fascist USA in 2016, mm-hmm. right? That the beginning of this whole mess. Yeah. They, they were calling it. And 
at the time you could even be like, oh, come on. Like Green Day, I know you got to be political, but like don't overreach. Hey, man, you oh know. And guess what? No fascist U.S. Like they, they could not have been more on the money. Yeah. And the fact I mean, that these assholes think that they can reappropriate that for their cause is just it, it shows you how fucking ludicrous and twisted their worldview is. <laughs> right. Like I can't imagine like get your own band, man. I yeah, I I can't disagree with you. It's pretty fucking crazy. It just it's yeah, it just blows me away. Billy Joe emphatically about. endorsed Biden Harris. He said Trump has got to go. America cannot afford another four years. Our democracy is at stake. And he said yeah. we need health care for all. We need justice. We need peace. We need police reform. That's a Billy Joe Armstrong quote. So hell yeah. I completely agree. And anyone who disagrees, you know, and thinks that you can use their art to to misrepresent your twisted beliefs is just, you know, so far gone. I I don't even really have sympathy for that. So ugh. you guys, it's, it's just, it's upsetting, but I'm, I'm, you know, so that is to say, uh, and it's, it's upsetting because they're, you know, like white terrorist assholes. Yeah. But also like it's green day. That's, these are my boys. I know, I know. Don't you don't you come at my boys this way? <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. I mean, to be fair, it's like sort of been happening this whole time since Trump has become like a big thing politically. Like he slash his support has been trying to like use um like pop music basically. And yeah. like frequently these like famous A-listers are just like fuck off, like don't use my shit. <laughs> It's yeah. hilarious. Bruce Springsteen's like, don't you ever play that song again. I will yeah, see exactly. the shit out of you. Yeah. And it's happened oh. a bunch, I think. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a it's I mean, there's a funny. reason he kept coming out to YMCA because the only song that they would were allowed to play anymore, <laughs> you know, which is, and, and no shade here at all, the gayest song in the world, like intentionally. So yeah. it's just so funny that that's what he said to choose. That's true. That's true. So. Uh. Uh, uh, uh. So that's that's the Green Day news, Colin. That's essentially all there is. Is just uh, you know, we we gotta keep the message pure here. Or what yeah. are or what our good boys meant? They're they're yeah. talking about fighting the power, uh, but not in that way. So <laughs> <laughs> I dig that. I dig that. Yeah. Uh, but but I don't know, I, I, Colin. I don't even know why we're talking about Green Day right now because this isn't the Green Day show. No, no, nah. We we have changed uh, changed focus. We uh, we don't care about Green Day anymore, in fact, because our new band hates Green Day. Our, our, we need to diversify our own portfolio of musical mm-hmm. interests. And yeah, that's that's these guys have been at odds with Green Day. And uh, we're going to take a look at that. Like, what's that all about? Uh, of course, we're talking about the network. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you might remember, oh, didn't you guys do an episode? Oh, early, you did Money Money 2019. And I can't believe it was that long ago, but we talked about the uh, first network album from 2003, Money Money yeah. 2020. Mm-hmm. And we did it right. I, I think I said at the time, we were probably the uh, only people to talk that in depth about Money Money 2020 <laughs> right before it became 2020. I know. and And look at what we have here. All of a sudden, everyone thought the network was done. They would never come back. All of a sudden, look what we have here. We have new network. We knew it all along. We, we told, told you so. Told you so. <laughs> <laughs> and that, of course, brings us to the album of the week. It is Money Money 2020 Part 2 
We told you so. And boy, did they. Uh, for those of you who don't, and I'm going to drop the shtick for a second, if I may. <laughs> Fair enough. Like the network is Green Day side project. Let's just be for the, they have this whole theatrical thing where they're like, no, they get in fight. No, those aren't us. Those guys are assholes. And we don't, <laughs> we don't know who they are. Uh, but, but it is. And, that, you know, we can continue playing later that like it's not them. But I think you know that the, that part of this side project has always kind of bugged me. I don't know what you're talking about, Chris. <laughs> I, I mean, it's ridiculous that you would even consider that theory. Okay. All right. So we've got a true believer here and a, yeah. and a skeptic. That's fine. Yeah. Um, and this is kind of their, you know, um, Green Day's obviously their more <clears throat> like classic alternative rock pop punk outfit, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all, all the way from punk to pop to, to just straight rock. Then you've got the Foxborough Hot Tubs, which we do indeed like quite a bit. And, and that's rock more and Green Day's rock and roll kind of 70s guitar garage rock yeah. type outfit. And this is kind of a new wave. Yeah, sort of an 80s thing. vibe. Yeah. And, and I've heard people say it's, it's like if Devo was combined with Green Day. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. Though they deny that it's them, you know, so we can right. just say Devo. Um, <laughs> and the last time they performed, this is why it was such a <clears throat> surprise. We did our big finale. Mm-hmm. We we're like, okay, we're done for a while. Uh, Billy Joe immediate, like the next day, literally <laughs> releases, says he's releasing uh, his album of covers, mm-hmm. No Fun Mondays. And yeah. then like what, in a couple weeks later, something like that, the network is back out yeah. of nowhere. I feel like, yeah, they were almost at the exact same time all that happened. All that happened. It, I, was it kind of a, a coordinated hit to make us look like fools? It's almost like Billy Joe listens to our show and and was trying to fuck with us. I think he was kind of fucking with us here because he's like, oh, you think you're done? No, no, no. <laughs> Get back in that studio. And because they have not played since two, October 2005. That is wild. Yeah. Isn't that great? So they opened for Green Day, which is kind of funny because they weren't billed as, you know, seeing Green Day opening for Green Day. It's the network opening for Green Day. What do you mean? You, they're totally different. All names. right. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, this guy. Um, <laughs> and then they went on a 15 year hiatus. So that it's been 15 years. And I frankly, I thought it was just kind of done. I was like, the network's not like, that was a one album, one off, and they're not going to do it again. <laughs> I did kind of suspect they would do something. I didn't think they would do it an album, but I thought they'd do something because it was 2020, you know? Well, you were correct, man. Cause, I'm glad. Because they came back October. Th- they waited till late in 2020. Yeah, that's true. And I'm glad they did because it, it, it let them uh, kind of encapsulate what, happened in the year 2020 uh, more or less that's true <laughs> but then they started dropping tracks on youtube and it was like they're back mm-hmm. they announced the ep in november of trans am mm-hmm. and then and i was like oh we're being spoiled right that's crazy and yeah. then they announced a full album uh for december Which... and, and aptly named money money part two we told you so which, by the way, is made up of 25 tracks, which is just insane. Like It's, it's a long album. It's super long. And don't get me wrong, they're pretty short um, tracks for the most part, but, but still. Yeah, it comes in at 55 minutes, and like they're around two minutes usually, some a little longer, a little shorter. But it doesn't feel that long because it kind of has a steady clip, right? Yeah. It kind of keeps, it has some momentum. 
I was surprised that I never really got bored listening to it. And I listened to it a bunch of times too in preparation. Dude, me, and, I'm surprised how. I guess we can talk about when we get on the one by ones and, and and opinions and stuff. But I yeah. listened to this album a ton, and I did not really get fatigued. It was pretty darn good. I it, it's kind of what blew me away is that it's really humorous. Um, yeah, like biting and humorous. And like really good still, not like cheesy, you know, because it's fun. Because mm-hmm. it's so, and I guess we'll talk about this more when we when we get into the actual tracks. But it is really easy to try to be funny in songs, and it comes off kind of lame. Exactly, yeah. it's a hard line to walk. Yeah, and I and I think they most of the time walk it pretty darn good. Yeah, I was impressed. But we can't we can't get ahead of ourselves here, Colin. We have to introduce the members of the band, right? Oh, fair, fair, of course. <laughs> As we all know, uh, if you've listened to our last network, Money Money 2019 uh, episode, the network is made up of Wilhelm Fink, mm-hmm. uh, who may or may not sound a lot like the lead singer of Green Day. <laughs> I'm sure it's a purely coincidence. Yeah, I think that was a coincidence. But yeah. It's all right. The bassist is Van Gogh, mm-hmm. who may or may not sound a bit like the bass player of Green Day, Mike Dirt. I Who's to say? Just a little uh, bit, yeah. Just a smidge. And the snoo, who is kind of indefinable, <laughs> but if we had to put a label on it, maybe he sounds just a teensiest bit like drummer of Green Day, Trey Cool. Perhaps? Also has like a tendency to write about like masturbation. Similar subject matter. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then to round out the lineup, there's Balducci, who... I don't think anyone knows exactly what Jason White sounds like, except for those probably very close to him and, and, and familiar with his, you know, greater body of work. But that's Jason White. Uh, Z, which is Chris Dugan, who's an audio engineer and longtime Green Day collaborator. We, we've mentioned his name a ton. So it's cool that he's in the fray. Mm-hmm. And then Captain Underpants. Of course, every band needs a Captain Underpants. And that's Rito Peter. Uh, who's an audio engineer uh, of American Idiot, and I think won an award for that, and another a frequent collaborator. Yeah, yeah. And I think, wasn't there a track on the first album that was, like, written about him, too? There, there's a Rito track, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, and and it's cool that they have all, the whole, the same lineup. The network is all the same members here, which mm-hmm. is great. Yeah. Uh, it's not like a rotation. Um, and uh, this is Money Money 2020 Part 2, We Told You So. I'm going to have to, I'm just going to call it Part 2 from now on if that's okay. It's a mouthful. Yeah, that's easy. Uh, released on Warner Records through Joe Robot Records, which is, of course, a reference to their first album. <laughs> and uh, the production credit goes to the network. So they all kind of just had a hand in it together. Mm-hmm. They released, a lot, as I mentioned, they released a lot of videos on YouTube in the lead up. Did you check any of those out by chance? I, I, yeah, I think I saw a couple of them. Um they're pretty boring, so I just stopped. But they weren't bad. <laughs> they were just, they were just, uh, I mean, like old videos, basically. Um, yeah, it was kind of, like as you videos. mentioned, like the '80s thing. Yeah, like it's it's kind of meant to look like videotape, kind of that a very uh, like poorly done green screen, like intentionally so yeah, yeah. type thing. Um, and, and they're all dressed in their costumes. That's kind of the the most interesting part. Right, like Trey's right. wearing like a trash bag as a diaper mm-hmm. and a luchador mask, and and Mike's all wrapped up like a mummy. And 
Billy's wearing a ski mask. So like th- th- that part's kind of fun, but I- I'm with you. I watched them once and I was like, I don't need to see those again. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, not that the songs are bad, but the videos are just like not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like whatever. Um, And then the album art kind of last thing before we jump in. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think of it? I like it. I like it. And it, um, I mean, it pretty much just shows the, the band members exactly how you just described them. Uh, Mike and, and like zombie get up, uh, Trey in a luchador mask and then Billy in what is a ski mask? Yeah. It's like a ski mask, but on the album, they kind of make him look a skeleton too. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's almost a slight homage to the misfits skull, oh, but maybe I'm just about that. reading too much into that, but it kind of yeah, looks maybe. similar in the eyes. But, but yeah, I, I think it's re- like, it's very stylized, um, and yeah, it matches cool. the tone of the album and, and everything else. Like it, it's a, it's a, <laughs> good, a good point. choice. Yeah. And then, I mean, that's pretty, uh, do you have any other facts or anything you want to share before we so. yeah, like no, dive I, in? I'm pretty excited to dive in though. Yeah. I me too, say. man. Last thing I'll say what? is like, I'm, I'm a little nervous because we were going to do this, uh, last week. And I mean, mm-hmm. we, frankly, we were going to do it. Like we were going to try to do this in 2020, like it would be fitting, but <laughs> I think it's even more perfect that our, our first network episode was money, money, 2019, and this will be money, money, 2021, <laughs> <laughs> which just can't seem to fucking get we it right. Just missed it. <laughs> but I'm actually glad we had a little extra time because I was able to read up a lot more because a lot of major publications didn't review this. Like it was a green day album. Mm-hmm. It, the release is a little bit more fringe. It's a little harder to get all the info yeah that's out there and it's mostly comes down to just fans putting down their personal thoughts and things they've discovered mm-hmm. so i was grateful to have more time to read into things it was yeah it was wild how uh complicated most of the lyrics were there was there was a lot going on it's packed i mean i'm i'm nervous because there's so many references in here i i feel like i'm it, we're trying to break down all the star wars references in the mandalorian <laughs> You we're know, gonna, we're like, gonna miss plenty. Yeah, there's just too many. You're like, yes, yeah. that's a reference to the prequels. Yes, that's a je- yes, that's a battle droid. Okay, enough. <laughs> but that's why both are so fun. You know, you can keep coming back to them. You'll find something that you missed the last time. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, sidebar, sidebar, Colin. Yeah. Have you seen The Mandalorian? I'm watching it currently. I, you know, I've seen little bits and pieces while my roommates are watching them downstairs, but but I haven't really paid attention mm-hmm. that much. Yeah. Yeah. We're watching it, and and I'm I'm I know I'm late to the party, mm-hmm. and I was nervous because I'm like it's going to be so good I'm going to have to pay attention so hard. Oh my god, it is so just okay. Like all yeah. these people writing all these articles about Mandalorian. I'm glad that you are happy, but like it's <laughs> fine. All right, guys, it's not I, Breaking I, Bad. My roommates were saying that like the first season was maybe that what you're saying, but the second season was actually pretty good. I don't know. I'm in the middle of the second season. Okay. And I, we're, uh, Zanny and I, we keep looking at each other like at the end of each episode. And I'm like, is this, was this where it got good? I can't tell. And I don't even, I don't mean to be a hater. I, because it is good. It's really yeah. good. And the production's amazing. But it's one of those things where you go, I think it was overhyped. Yeah. And then so when I finally experienced, I'm like, what? That's what everyone was talking about? Yeah. Ah. That's fair. But this isn't the Mando podcast. Um, those, I, I bet there's like hundreds of those. It sounds <laughs> like you would love to be a part of a Mando podcast. I have thoughts, man. What I really want to talk to someone who's like, this is the greatest thing. The Sopranos <laughs> is dog shit compared to this show, and yeah. I want to address them. But I don't actually don't... know anyone who really thinks that. Like, I I know I I hear art like hear about articles that way, but 
no one in real life is like, oh, the Mandalorian's the greatest fucking thing ever. Like, yeah, I, don't know. I think people are just so upset that they're so thirsty for Star Wars since Disney like yeah. did such a poor job with it. They're like, oh, something adequate, thank God. Yeah, but that's true. Anyways, this is. I mean, to be fair, Rogue One is probably the best Star Wars movie, and they put that out. God bless you, sir. The best one ever. I think it. Uh, yeah, I think Rogue One is probably the best Star Wars movie. Period. Wow. Okay, you heard it here first, folks. That's a quite a statement. Wow. I think uh, it's like pretty fair, though. Really. Oh, it's Colin. I'm so glad you said that because Rogue One is one of my favorite Star Wars films too. I don't oh, know good. if I'd put it above the original trilogy. Oh, but I, fair. it's it's probably right after that. Oh hell! Like I, I love Rogue One. It's a and, great uh, movie. Yeah, this is why I'm proud to call you my cousin. Um, <laughs> you good thoughts on Star Wars. I'm so <laughs> glad. I'm so glad this was so so valuable. Yeah. Oh, this is and people are going. Why didn't you have this conversation off mic, guys? I'm like, that's a really good point. Let's move <laughs> along. Um, <laughs> this kind of seems like a, a between you two type thing yeah maybe maybe fair i feel point. like our listeners have some thoughts on it too probably though fair point yeah drop in the comments here i don't i don't want to hear about green day or the network let's talk about star wars <laughs> yeah what are the, what's the what's the movie ranking for all of you yeah how's rogue one uh rank for you yeah. um anyway let, let enough of that let's get into money money 2020 part two we told you so mm-hmm. track by tracks the one by ones Let's start off, uh, as we often do, with track one, The Prophecy. Mm-hmm. The insignificance of man cannot be overstated. And when the things he deems important vanish before his very eyes, and vanity comes face to face with mortality, Those who do not evolve will find themselves disconnected from the network. So in the year of Money Money 2020, as Mark II approaches, remember one thing. We told you so. We're right. Boy, this I mean, one's this, so short. It's very short, but I think it sets the tone just just right for this album. Um, I think it's hilarious. It, and this is I'll, I'll kind of name which band member sings each one as we go through. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is Van Gogh. Okay, okay. It you know it's kind of got this like interesting monologue at the top, kind of mm-hmm. building up this dramatic mythos of the prophecy. And then it kind of ends with a joke. <laughs> we told you so. Yeah, and the way the way they say it even is very like uh, a kid like trying to insult his friend or something. Na 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 boo boo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and then we're right, you're wrong. So <clears throat> yeah, what, I guess what's your on this first track? It's kind of just an introduction. It's not even I would say like a full proper song yeah no i wouldn't really say it's like a full song um, but where, where do you are you feeling it at this point yeah yeah no i think it's it's it especially after i've listened to the album a few times i'm like oh yeah this makes sense it's like a good intro to what they fill out the rest of the album with do you do yeah. you not feel that way i i'm torn on this one because mm-hmm. as i as i said i listened to this album a lot and it's just the opening monologue is a little bit obnoxious like it's funny the first time you hear it mm-hmm but like the insignificance of man cannot be overstated. It's like, I don't know how many times I need to hear that part. 
That's fair. So I, I usually on repeat listens have this is like the only one I've actually skipped because hmm. uh, okay. I just want to get into the music, you know. Yeah. And then yeah, the we're right, right, you're wrong hook is mm-hmm. not original at all. Like we've heard this is like a campground. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chant as you're hiking or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Whoa, yo, oh, whoa. Uh, so so it's a little obnoxious, but it gets stuck in my ear like a motherfucker. Okay. It's so catchy. I see. I see what the problem is. I think you're getting it. It's unoriginal and and it's sketchy, yeah. And it's not even that it's not original. I'm fine with that. Right at this um, with this album, I don't really care about that type uh-huh. of thing because they're they're mostly dicking around. But but it's the fact that I listen to it once. It's in my head all day, and I'm we're I'm just washing dishes. We're right, you're wrong, <laughs> and we told you so. I'm I'm good on that. <laughs> but it's a fun intro. Like I yeah. I can't take that away from it. That's all I'm uh, saying. Let's move on to track yeah. two. Uh, and what is that, my dear boy? Uh, the Theory of Reality. The first proper, proper song on this album. course this was also on uh the oh we should have mentioned all the tracks from the ep are on this album so we yeah. don't need to talk about the ep yeah. it's it's all the EP here. was kind of unnecessary really yeah i think it was just a te- wet your palate kind of a teaser yeah exactly but th- this song uh is sung by fink by the way mm-hmm. in case you can't tell mm-hmm. and i i like it <laughs> i like it a lot yeah it's it's um I don't know. It's a great, great intro to the the album. I mean, I know the intro was a great intro, but this is a great actual song intro. Yeah. It's a little Green Day-esque, but definitely has more like electronic stuff going on. And I love the guitar bits at the end of like the lyrical lines. In the, yeah, in the oh, verse. me too. I think, I think musically it nails it. And lyrically it starts introducing a lot of themes that they continue forward the rest of the album. That's true. And it, and it kind of... Uh, I, 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 I'm, there's so many references. I said I'm, I'm just gonna blow through some of these, so we won't be okay. here all night. But yeah, it's the the op- I, I just researched a ton of stuff. I went down the rabbit hole of the network, and it mm. was really rewarding. It's easy. Actually. Uh, I love the opening lyric when the nuclear bomb landed in Ohio, and that I looked. I was like, what does that a reference to? Because this album oh. is very political, mm-hmm. and it wears it proudly. So I, yeah. I, it's basically the uh, Dayton project, which was in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, was a research and development project uh, to produce uh, polonium during World War II as part of the Manhattan Project to build the first atomic bombs. Oh. So I was like, well, that that could be it. But I also found another story of a man who built a homemade nuclear, nuclear generator slash device in Columbus, Ohio, that forced the evacuation of 40 blocks in 2019. Wow. I don't even remember this story. Yeah, I don't remember hearing about that. Huh. But that seems like more current and kind of in our... I just, I, it, it, for some reason, I felt believable that Billy would maybe be referencing that. That makes more sense to me too. Yeah, but, but that's um, either way, that's that's interesting. Yeah, 
And then huh. the, uh, the what is the theory of reality, of course, when what you see does not exist. I mean, I think this is kind of, it's like fake news, what's even real these days. Yeah, a lot of definitely. it's kind of commenting on the state that our country has fallen into that kind of led to the the bullshit storming of the Capitol. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. and then, of course, Colin, even more, as if you need more proof that this kind of referencing our very current predicament, mm-hmm. we look, the lyrics, we look dead ahead and we're lost in quarantine and the chaos of paradise burns. The angry mob lost in the China shop and the law of the land has turned. Like, that's very relevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quarantine, quarantine line. paradise burns, angry yeah. mob, lost in the China shop. Yeah. Um, people were going like, oh, this is paradise burns, like paradise lost, the, the world's burning. That's fine. I think this is actually a reference to the 2018 fires in California where the town of Paradise was burned to the Which ground. Which is not far from the Bay Area, too. So it's very likely Billy would have known about that and it would have been present, you know, in his mind. Oh, it affected him totally. Yeah, I mean, not absolutely. Billy. Um, Fink. I know Fink also lives in the Bay Area. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we, we think Fink also lives up there. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. And then I wonder if the, you know, it's kind of a bull in the China shop reference with the the angry mob lost in the China shop, which is a, mm-hmm. a fun turn of phrase. And, and I don't really want to step in this hornet's nest, but I wonder if the China is kind of a reference to COVID originating there mm, and, and you know, referencing quarantine as well. So yeah, maybe. that is to say that you're listening to these songs and it's actually really refreshing to hear someone singing about like how hard this year's been you know and and hearing that reflected back yeah yeah it's super relevant and it's like very cleverly written too he's able to fit a lot of information in a pretty yeah. short period of time i i really like that song and also as you mentioned it's like hella catchy and the the instrumentals are yeah solid yeah. like it's good stylistically i'm i'm about it the production on this album overall is pretty great i know it's really it's remarkably good anyway and that uh, i mean that continues yeah, it does. It does. It's especially on this uh, next track that a few of you maybe uh, heard a few months early or a month early on the Trans Am EP. This is track three, Trans Am. Title track. Yes, sir. She is another form of energy, but with a quantum physicality. She is a science fiction episode, crossing the veins of the open road. This is a, a Van Gogh song, yes. uh, and that's something fun too. Uh, the, the first network album, Van Gogh, Mike, sings a lot more. So it's, it's really cool that each of the band members get to be the front man. You know, every other song. So yeah, pretty- I really like it too, and it kind of it kind of fits too. Like you can definitely, even if you didn't know who was singing each one, you could probably guess pretty well. Yeah, uh, and this one, lyrically, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's catchy. It's I think it's pretty cool, but uh-huh. it, it really fits in with the network. It does. They, the, the first album had songs about you know fucking robots and uh, <laughs> relationships with all types of machines, and this is uh, a quote. The lyric here: "My future lover is a motor car." It is. Yeah, it's it's a classic network track. I also just love the general like uh, 
descriptive nature of the first verse, and I guess all the verses, but the first one's particularly good. It kind of reminds me of uh, Short Skirt, Long Jacket, that Cake song where he's like describing oh, yeah. his like ideal woman, you know? Every time I sing that song, I go, long, I've got a short skirt and a long penis. <laughs> That's what you're supposed to do, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. You're... You're right on there. But isn't that the point of that song? I bet people like, just gonna... think you're so hilarious when you do that. Oh, <laughs> God. What, the one person I live with for the past year is like, you need to knock this off. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> we heard you the first 50 times you did it, Chris, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can only imagine. Uh, but back to, to Trans Am here, it kind of, like, like there's this whole uh, mythology that they also, besides kind of being political and, and commenting on the current events, they they also kind of take this as an opportunity to expand the mythology of the band, which mm-hmm. is, you know, the fan fiction. Essentially, they kind of have written their characters and their own stories, mm-hmm. and uh, that's true. So yeah. there's references to to headed to outer space, scorching the pavement, just a victim of the human race. Uh, people have suggested that, much like the DeLorean and Back to the Future, um, this is like Van Gogh is a is time travels in his Trans Am, and. Mm-hmm. The Instagram bio that he had, because they each each of their characters had like Instagram uh, accounts, kind of to with the rollout of this album, to be kind of involved in the marketing. And I gotta gotta be involved on the Instagram marketing, and um, <laughs> he mentions in his bio apparently, uh, and this is kind of a troll that he has been time Van Gogh has been time traveling for a very long time by mixing hydrochloroquine and a special enzyme found in squid ink, and. <laughs> So oh people boy. are kind of saying that this is the this is how he time travels in his t- Trans Am. Mm-hmm. We'll hear that kind of carried through in course, future yeah. songs. Uh, I don't really care about the mythology. You know, I don't I don't pay attention to that stuff. I just think it's a catchy, fun song. Yeah, yeah. No. But the mythology is kind of funny. It it adds to the humor of and and sort of the impressiveness of the album too. The amount of different things that they've woven together into one. You know mythology politics humor etc and i know i know the same people didn't make this album because they're different bands but green day's american idiot i think one thing we really like about that album is it kind of juggles all those it's a concept album it has a through line but it also juggles all these other subjects that's a very good point yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> and and so track four here <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm just gonna get out in front of and say this is a snoo track <laughs> And it's called Asphyxia. I stumbled there. Asphyxia, Asphyxia. asphyxia. Say that ten times fast. Asphyxia. Now I'm gonna pop. Asphyxia. Sloppy little knot. Give it all you got. Asphyxia. Spike into the belt. Asphyxia. Eared Green Day listeners may recall the Dookie song uh, "All by Myself." All by myself, and I think that Asphyxia is in the same vein. 
Or dominated love slave of Kerplum. Or dominated love slave. There's yeah. a pattern here. There is a pattern. And these have all been, well, well, Asphyxia was written by Snoo, but the other two were written by Trey. Of course, cool. of course. Yeah. It, it does, they do happen to connect. If they were the same person, it would make sense because uh, this seems to be about uh, asphyxia, uh, erotic asphyxiation. And we don't need to go through all the lyrics, but there's a lot of really fun references here. There are. Um, yeah. When you want to swing like David Carradine, uh, <laughs> David Carradine was an actor who died due to accidental autoerotic asphyxiation. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty explicit. And <laughs> another fun one that I found was he says, I need you tonight. And of course, needing uh, asphyxia, not any typical person. Uh, and that's a reference to INXS's or INXS's song, uh, I Need You Tonight. And I was at first I, I saw someone say that. I was like, I don't, that's a stretch. I need you tonight's a common thing to say. Mm-hmm. But it's made clear by the end, the final lyric is try it, baby, try it, baby, try not to do it in excess. And that's, of course, that's calling out the band by name. And why is he calling out the band by name? It's a reference to the lead singer, Michael Hutchins, who was found hanging in his hotel room. It is a popular urban legend that he died of autoerotic asphyxiation. Oh, my God. And not suicide. Wow. So Snoo really went for it here. That's like a lot to pack into like a two minute song about jagging it. (laughs) I also like it's very dangerous for the record. No one should do it. It's. Have you ever done that, Colin? You ever? No, you ever I haven't. I was just about around? to say it sounds like you've given it a try, though. No, what? <laughs> Only a few times, just a few times, just, just later tonight. Times. Don't worry about it. Okay, okay. I mean, you're still here now, so that's all that matters. I'm here, but I'm, I'm getting the belt ready for later. <laughs> <laughs> it's also not a bad song to just, just also to finish it up. It's like kind of catchy. Um, it's a little yeah. repetitive, but it's kind of catchy. So. I like it. Yeah. Like it's silly and stupid, but it's like everything it needs to be. I, yeah. I it's catchy and fun. Yeah. yeah. No no problems. <laughs> um uh, anyway. Yeah. Should we uh, should we move moving on? on here? From, we don't want to talk about dark things like auto autoerotic asphyxiation. You know, that's <laughs> we want to talk about lighter subjects like fentanyl. Ah, uh, track five. This is another Fink track. Um, I really love the intro on this one. It's like just very simple drum and bass, but uh, and I'm, and I mean the same drum and bass continues for the whole song with the guitar. But I just think it's super catchy. Dude, I'm like bobbing my head right now just listen to it. Yeah, it's it's very satisfying. 
This was also on Trans Am, and it was to me was the standout track of the. Yeah, EP. I think this was the de- the best one on on the EP. Uh, it's very repetitive. Like the lyrics are just very kind of the same. Yeah, yeah. It, it just it's repeats, a little, but, but it's a little it's so boring that way. Hooky and and catchy and like kind of almost hypnotic with the beat and, and as you said the bass and and everything. I, I don't mind at all. Yeah, and, and it's and, short enough that it doesn't overstay its welcome. Agreed. Agreed. And I just like cannot help but feel like this sounds just like a police song. It sounds oh. like it could be. I mean, I don't know about it, what specific one, but it just it has that reverb on the vocals in the same way that that I guess Sting does. It seemed like Sting would record. Yeah. No, I hear that totally. Um, and something about the bass line too is like kind of, I don't know, driving and and yeah. Hypnotic, sort of, is the is the word. Yeah, yeah like you were saying. And uh, and then as far as the content, like it, it's very kind of cryptic because it's just the same lines kind of repeated. Yeah. Um, and and it kind of seems a, a almost a disdain. The singer has a disdain for the person they're singing about. Mm-hmm. But it's called fentanyl. So I, I I'm wondering if it's either about the writer, Fink Billy, whoever you want to call it, um, singing about the version of themselves that's hooked on get gets addicted to drugs. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of hitting that part of yourself. Yeah, or kind of the oldest songwriting trick in the book of, of kind of uh, making the parallel between a person and dr- your addictive like drugs. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. Uh, yeah. I kind of hope it's the first one because the latter's been done so much. But ultimately, That's it doesn't true. matter because yeah. it slaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- th- I, I wrote down this song is catchy as chlamydia, and I stand by it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd use those words, but but yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, this this is the first one that I was humming to myself after it came out. I just mm-hmm. had it in my head all the time. Uh, yeah. N- nothing but positive things to say about fentanyl. Fentanyl is great, and we oh. need more fentanyl in this country. Yeah. Everyone should take fentanyl. That that That's fentanyl. This takes us to track six, and it's uh, the title doesn't really leave much to the imagination. It is Ivanka is a Nazi. And in case you're wondering, oh, well, Nazi can mean a lot of things. Ivanka is spelled with KKK. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that we call that a twofer right there. Yeah.
Oh my god, this one is packed so full of references, it's, I can't even get over it. Um, and it's very explicit about yeah. what it's saying. There's, there's lines like, I mean, at the very beginning, so many Nazis stand at attention, do you see Donald, do you see Eric, Ivanka, etc., etc. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you see Jared, do you see Kyle, do you see Kyle, which I believe is a reference to Kyle Rittenhouse, who's that racist piece of shit oh, human stain of I existence. Was... I was wondering. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm pretty sure that's what that is. And that uh, and this was their comeback single. We should mention this was the first single they released from this new mm-hmm. iteration of Network, and it was very clear what they were trying to do. Right? They're oh, saying yeah. we're back to fuck shit up. Yeah. And I love it. Um, uh, get before we get you know there's kind of like this build up, electronic build up, and then it gets into kind of the main part of the song, and I like both parts a lot. The mm-hmm. connection between them two is there's a one, two, three, four in German, which is kind of, again, a reference. It's not fair to always correlate the right, German language yeah. with the Nazis, but it, you know, in this case, I think it's, yeah, <laughs> it's okay. And, um, and, but it, but the, the cool fact there is it's a callback to the network song Money Money 2020, which features the same sample of the German count. That's interesting. That's cool. Yeah. And mm. then, uh, I mean, if you, we don't need to go through all of them, but I I think just if you're interested, go read the lyrics of the song. Oh, it's so funny. Right? Yeah. I think the kosher line is fucking gold. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, They say the fashion of fascists, because, you know, Ivanka's got her her own fashion line. And then uh, she's got a Gucci swastika, which I forgot about this, but that's a reference to a photo posted online that showed Ivanka Trump with... um, like a sweater that appeared to have kind of like a swastika-ish design on it. And people mm. were being like, what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, Ivanka's the, the lines, a white supremacist, she says that she is kosher, but we know she is a pig and she's a Nazi. Hey, hey. <laughs> uh, references to putting children in case, cages. Obviously, you know, that hor- horrifically actually is a real thing that has happened. and. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is this is what we want out of Green Day, right? Us American Idiot era fans. Yeah, one hundred. Oh, Green Day. Pardon me. Uh, the the network. Oh, pardon <laughs> right. me. I mean, but it'd be great if Green Day sort of followed the network's lead on this. So true, because <laughs> this song, uh, I feel it, it feels. And now we have a, a new president, but when this was released, it was you know the election hadn't even happened, and it was really fucking scary time mm-hmm. still still is things aren't <laughs> really rosy right now but yeah it was but they're better dark and hearing hearing uh fink sing all these things mm-hmm. you know it felt uh despite the musical st- style and what you might think of of genres or whatever it felt punk as fuck mm-hmm. and it felt taking on the establishment and uh, call, calling these motherfuckers out and i it was awesome yeah yeah Let's see, and and track seven. Hit track seven? Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be digital black here.
This is an interesting one to me. Um, I mean, it still has like the new wave, like genre vibe, but something about it reminded me of Arcade Fire for some reason. Huh. Sort of. I, I think maybe maybe it's just like a correlation with like. Oh, man, isn't there some Black Mirror on on um, one of their albums? Oh, cool. Okay, yeah, yeah. Neon Bible. Yeah, just reminded me of that because I feel like they're both just talking about um, our digital lives sort of doling out our lives in general. Yeah, I, I kind of took digital black to kind of mean Black Mirror as well, yeah. right? The, the the Black Mirror of your phone screen, man. Yeah. But like musically, it's 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 quick. It's uh. Yeah, it's, it's like sure. a little intense, but it's it's. I, I don't mind it at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there is a reference in the lyrics: "No anchor and no hope, with no faith and more rope. This is just asphyxiation." Uh, kind of a callback to previous <laughs> track. Uh, I wonder if that was on purpose. I'm sure it was, uh, and that's what I like—a a classic uh, American idiot thing, where you know you're using lyrics to call back between songs and things yeah. like kind of connecting things through uh the lyrics i yeah i love i love that sort of shit I, I also interpreted this song a little bit to be that almost about uh you know there's no stopping hearts from dying kind of when will humans be able to fully digitize themselves and become quote unquote um, immortal but oh, okay. but not being alive you know you won't be alive if you're a computer yeah so so yeah, it isn't true. really immortal I don't know. That, I, the lyrics made me think that maybe that was a possibility, but I yeah, maybe, maybe. I, yeah, I had not thought about that at all. I'll, I'll have to. Well, look you know, back they're fucking it. cars and robots and stuff. So yeah, maybe they, they want to be a robot. This isn't that know. far off. Yeah, and then yeah. as the main track kind of ends, I'll, we'll just kind of skip to it here. There's this like huge uh, outro mm-hmm. that this part honestly feels more like Arcade Fire to me. <laughs> Yeah, I I definitely get this part musically for sure. Right, yeah. and I like it too. I think it's a it's a fun little like mini mini thing after the song ends. Yeah, it's cool. And uh, oh my god, this next I forgot about this. Oh boy, track eight is a is a heavy troll. It's so funny. Um, this is flat flat earth. earth. That by the way, digital black was uh, was Van Gogh. In case you couldn't tell, him, flat Earth is once again we got the snoo coming up. Mm-hmm. I fell into a wormhole, trying to give proof. I fell into the control, alternate truth. So say the world is round, but it's just no use. We have a wall of ice that's encompassing you. I never had a problem. Dissecting a man It's all a bunch of science Created by the ruling class To put us in a bubble To put us on a grid It was just a day trip Back alone is dead Flat Earth, Flat Earth That's what we're living on If you think the world is round You're totally wrong Flat Earth, Flat Earth That's what we're living on If you think the world is round Then you're probably a moron all the funniest tracks. And as the title would suggest, it is, uh, it's about a flat earth conspiracy theorist. It's kind of sung from that perspective. <laughs> this is another one I would highly suggest any, uh, any fans li- or reading through the lyrics just because it's, it's fun. It's, it's hilarious. It's hilarious and like reference heavy. Yeah. 
Do you want? I think I, I post it right here. If you want to, want to share. What, I think they posted this along with the song. Let's see. Those assholes at NASA, or NASSOLES, as I like to call them, think that they can fake the moon landing and get away with it. Well, the evidence all points to a big conspiracy saying that the Earth is round when it's flat. And that's kind of I. I imagine from the character Snoo, like you know, <laughs> trolling. Yeah. Um, must be but it's as it, so that's kind of they're they're like leaning into it uh, <laughs> those assholes i just <laughs> i just love um the chorus like every single time it comes through i laugh at it and it's like it's repeated like three or four times throughout this song and it's just so fucking funny every time flat earth yeah. flat earth is what we're living on if you think the world is round you're totally wrong and then they repeat that and then if you think the world is round you're probably a moron a moron yeah, and it. it's so catchy too. Yeah, and then I didn't know this. I'm not a flat earther because I uh, am not a fucking idiot. But the, <laughs> I mean, I've never. Met, have you ever met a flat earther? I, I've never. Even, I actually don't. You know, I've never met. More I've like an met, internet thing not than in like person. a real. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. But they, they mentioned the wall of ice in the lyrics, which I didn't mm-hmm. know what that was. But I guess that's a key part of the theory of flat Earth. Oh, okay. And it suggests falsely, obviously, that the continent of Antarctica is a wall of ice that wraps around the edge of the Earth to prevent the water from pouring off and leaving us with no oceans. Oh, well, obviously, Chris. Obviously. Which begs the question, are these flat earthers super into fighting climate change? (laughs) That's Because if you believe that and that ice wall is getting smaller, we're going to lose all the oceans. (laughs) You know? It's true. It's true. Yeah. That logic would follow that you really become an environmentalist. Yeah. Cause um, you're very logical if you're a flat earther. Yeah. And then there's references to Magellan circling the globe and, but mm-hmm. he didn't have Google. So how did he know? Mm-hmm. And, and like lots of fun kind of little <laughs> references. Uh, oh, Good shit. Cold. Yeah. Yeah. That's a funny one. And that's another, you know, snoo song. So it's just like these, those are all pretty much just jokes and we yeah. kind of just laugh a lot. Yeah. Um, but one thing that's no laughing uh, matter is being a degenerate. And Fink's gonna tell us all about that right now. Yeah. On track nine, Degenerate. Sort of a classic, classic, uh, in the vein of Green Day. Obviously, this isn't Green Day, but yeah, this feels almost like a track that would have been off like the trilogy or something yeah. like that. Yeah, or, and or I mean, even Father of All. I was just thinking that because of the falsetto, yeah, the falsetto, yeah, 
and it's cool to hear Fink, uh, who may or may not be Billy Armstrong, kind of <laughs> explore that more, right? Yeah. As he kind of has got more confidence in the leading with the falsetto. Mm-hmm. This yeah, is agreed. was released. Uh, the video released of this had a police officer badge in the official upload, mm-hmm. and uh, a few lyrics kind of lend fans and, and me included to believe that this is referencing police brutality, oh, and, and probably written okay. in response to the. Uh, you know, this summer, all the protests mm-hmm. um, and Black Lives Matter, obviously, and the, and the yeah, that tragic death sense. of George Floyd and just mm-hmm. systemic fucking racism that's yeah. rampant. Yeah. And and this is a subject that Billy's kind of, or Fink, yeah, God, I'm so sick of doing that, um, that he's <laughs> kind of referenced before. And I think this is one of the more subtle ways he's done it. Yeah. And I appreciate I, I that. I agree. Kind of talking about that there is, of course, there's distrust for the police and, you know, the government at large. Referencing the vigilante city uh, in the lyrics, Colin, mm-hmm. uh, that people are saying that that's a reference to the uh, Chaz or Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone in, in Seattle, Seattle, Washington, where you Interesting. are. Interesting. Yeah, maybe, maybe. And they had a, and, and basically kind of that a lot of these terms were thrown out against these people with vitriol from the right and kind of trying to repurpose them, you know. And, right. And, Vigilante City sounds pretty fucking badass to me. So it does. I mean, that sounds cool. But and, whatever. And one other thing that I like about his kind of his self control here is he says, "I got an icky feeling, but it's not self pity." And, and I think the whole thing is like, I I feel disgusted by this, but it's not my place to 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 speak. You know, like I I want to speak carefully on this because I don't want it to be like, "Oh, I'm such a good man. Look at me talking about this." It's not about me. That's a good point, yeah. And then the lyrics is not a demonstration, which is you know what the people were saying. It's not a demand. It's not a demonstration. It's not, and it, you know. And then he the the chorus concludes with it's just a demonstration. And, and Billy's vocal, yeah. I think, is really good. Think shit. I think I think all <laughs> yeah yeah exactly. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. I think all around, it's a great song for sure. Uh, and and <laughs> and then it, I like at the end it kind of cuts. He's like down posh bit, and it cuts off before he like goes ape shit. <laughs> which i yeah. want him to go ape shit i i do i do think it could it could very easily belong on father of all like and and be maybe changed just slightly but i agree overall and it probably would have yeah. made that album better <laughs> i agree i agree the <laughs> the uh, next track Colin, anyway <laughs> oh, God. it's kind of an anomaly here yeah um, I'm not sure why it's here, uh, but it's it's called Pizzagate, track 10, and it's just an instrumental. 40 second, 40 some second instrumental. Yeah, yeah. And don't get me wrong, it's actually kind of tight, instrumentally. Um, it's kind of like Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, it's kind of spooky at first, and then it gets like a little like, I don't know, poundy with drums and stuff, and then it gets a little spooky again at the end. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, I think most of us have probably recall the Pizzagate ph- phenomenon prior to the 2016 election in which uh, a majority of Republicans at the time of the election ended up believing that Hillary Clinton was running a illicit uh, <laughs> pedophile sex ring out of a pizza place in Washington, D.C. Yeah, and of course that's so that true, Pizzagate. but I just don't understand why they would name this track that. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not really sure. Like, it's because it's just like a short instrumental, and it, it, it almost feels like they're kind of trying to be a little edgy. You know, oh, Pizzagate. Uh, but I don't, I don't mind. Who cares? Yeah. It's, 
Yeah, and obviously Pizzagate is completely, that's just, I think, been proven by the facts have spoken for themselves there. <laughs> it's uh, obvious. But it's, yeah, yeah, it's their right to explore that. Uh -huh. This, <laughs> That's just a little a little break from the, the singing. This next one, my man, Carolina's ultimate Netflix tweet. Uh, <laughs> track 11. song i i i didn't know what it meant at first but i was like all i know is that this is catchy as all it's get out. it's really catchy yeah and and people being like what i don't know what it's a reference to, yeah right? is it the thing i have no what, idea what could this be but guess what it happens to be colin i'm so stupid for not knowing this i don't know uh the first letters in each of the uh words of the title spell out cunt <laughs> oh my it's a, god acrostic for cunt Oh my god. <laughs> this album is so ridiculous. Isn't that great? Uh, and, and the, it just, I think it's like a super bubblegum like hook. It's really fun to sing along to. It's like yeah. a minute 30. It's just, it's, I, I really, this one also gets stuck in my head a ton. And ever since I learned what it stood yeah. for, I've, if I think that someone is really out of line or is a real dick, I uh, I call them a Carolina's ultimate Netflix tweet. <laughs> you know, uh, that seems fair. Yeah, God, that that, that, that old so uh, the old administration man, they were real full of a bunch of real Carolina's ultimate Netflix tweets. Oh, you know, truly, truly. Uh, and, and then the lyrics. I, I don't know if you read the the verse lyrics it's just like a bunch of references to stds wait it is yeah i feel like it's i so, missed that part it's so contagious want to be famous stop fucking idiots with hepatitis <laughs> oh, God. and that's just one of several uh -huh. and i know it's stis I, I say i was raised with stds so i'm i know it's because you're a science man it is more yeah yeah no i'm i'm the same way though i i remember yeah. it as STDs. i know it is more uh it's not politically correct. It's just more correct because it is an infection, not a disease, right? But STD mm -hmm. phonetically, the D, like that's that's a nice sound. Wait, that's your argument though? Just because it sounds Well, better? my first argument is I was raised, I was taught that way in school, so it was called STDs at the time. Yeah. But, um, but also why it's more satisfying to say is D, D, hard, fuck, right? Th these hard K, D, that's better i guess i yeah i mean i guess so it's just i don't know it doesn't seem that's not a big, like deal that big a deal i just typed <laughs> stds and i caught myself and i was like well, all right i'm gonna i'm gonna make note of that i need to try to be better be best um <clears throat> track 12 though let's that that was a funny that's a funny little joke song um oh but, god yeah I, I think it's pretty funny, but I, I'll be honest, I would understand if people found this one offensive. Yes. By, by the way, Carolina's Ultimate Netflix tweet, that is a Fink joint, I should have added. Um, this next one is called Respirator, and it is by The Snoo. 
again, it's kind of super under, almost comical how the musical, uh, the musical, the music juxtaposes with the lyrics. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And so the first, the first verse is just face down in bed, awaiting death, struggling for every breath, hydroxychloroquine injection, COVID-19 infection. I wonder what this song is about. <laughs> it's so, it's kind of, hmm, you know. I, it's pretty mysterious. In the future, English classes will have to ponder interpretations of what this might be about. Yeah, yeah. Huh. It's a lot yeah. of symbolism. <laughs> it's pretty blatant, and I, and I appreciate it for that reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it it is kind of a black comedy, because like even that that synth riff you hear there is very bubbly mm-hmm. and stupid and, and comical. And as you said, it's face down in bed struggling for every breath, which is prone positioning, right? Which is what they've had to do to people because it's easier on their lungs who are infected yeah. with COVID. It's it's kind of it is dark. It's really dark. And and I think the line that I mean, I don't know if I, I really need to read it, I guess, but but in in the second verse, I think it is. I used to think it was a conspiracy and now through a catheter is how I pee. Yeah. <laughs> and now I know there is no deep state and my whole family will not resuscitate. Yeah. <laughs> and, and for the record, this isn't someone, this isn't written from the perspective of someone who like uh, tried really hard not to get sick. This is from an anti-masker. So yeah, that's kind yeah, of the joke, yeah. right? Is, is you, you invited this on yourself. And then yeah, you no, sick. 100%. And that's why I think it's funny. And, and it's kind of, you know, there are stories about people who are in the ICU and still, you know, dying of this disease oh, no, and denying that it's real. And it's a hoax. It's a hoax. Mm-hmm. So... In that way, I think it's a very important, it's almost satire, and it's kind of an important relic as much as any track on this can be considered important. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what a crazy time we live in, you know? And and I, it's, again, it's Green Day having that dark sense of humor, but also being a little political and commenting on how fucking batshit everything is. Yeah, yeah. I th- yeah, I think they nailed it on that one. And then <laughs> last thing I'll say on that is like the long breath hold. Uh, like like he hits that note for a long time, and then uh, like that's uh, an, that's an I didn't old think about that at all. That's an old joke, right? That's kind of like a classic that people oh I'm holding the note, mm-hmm. uh, keep holding the note, but it's kind of made new with the knowing that it's about COVID and, and it's a respiratory right. illness. Um, yeah, and people can't breathe. Although we know now it's more of a blood clotting illness, but you know we don't need to get into that. So. <laughs> <laughs> So, track 13, uh, Respirator, that, that, I'm oh, all about yet that. Yet another hilarious track. Yeah. Um, track 13, Squatter. There's a squatter in my flat. My records are all scratched. The cat box is overflowing. I don't even have a cat. McDonald's wrappers in the trash. There's a squatter in my flat. So I I was this is about a potential uh, squatter in your flat um, who is just doing all sorts of terrible shit to your place. Yeah, um, they the cat box is overflowing. You don't even have a cat. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, so funny. They ate your bag of mushrooms and spent all your cash. <laughs> There's boot prints on the sofa and semen in the sink. <laughs> and whatever's in the garbage can is really beginning to stink. Who who do you think wrote this song? <laughs> I, I feel like it's gotta be uh the snoo, but 
I, I I don't know. It's possible it was Fink or something. It's the Snoo baby. This is the Snoo track all the way. Is it? Yeah. It's it's. I'd say it's it's like another joke song. He seems to do all the joke songs. It's fifty four seconds, so it's mercifully short. Um, yeah, it's. I think it's it's worth it. It's funny. Yeah, it's worth a minute of your time, but literally yeah. just a minute, like yeah. under a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I think it's I think it's funny and. uh yeah, it, you know, I, I think I saw you wrote, did this really happen? And I do wonder that as well. <laughs> I know. I just like get this weird feeling that like that could have really happened to them. Yeah. Like one of them. Like, you know? well, I mean, Trey's probably, you know, uh, and it could have been years and years ago, you know. Yeah. But coming back exactly. to find someone has just occupied your 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 place <laughs> while you're out on tour. And you're like, what happened here? Oh, that'd be so funny. They jerk off into my sink. Why is there semen in the sink? Yeah, Jesus Christ, that line is so wild. Have you jerk? Oh, a little PSA here. If you jerk off into the sink, be a decent person and wash it down. The faucet's yeah, right there. It's easy. We've all done it, but you you wash it down. You wash yeah. that down. Yeah, seems but, like a given. I mean, sinks turn me on, so maybe that's just me. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> that's how they get you, Colin. Ah, that's how they get you. Track 14. I don't really know what this song is about, I'll be honest. Um, but I, it's I kind of catchy. Um, it's kind of catchy. Interestingly enough, this is a, like there's three Snoo songs in a row here. This is another The Snoo song. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of, again, it, musically, it's a little funny, right? It kind of feels very much like an 80s, uh, like it reminds me of the soundtrack of the movie Hot Rod a lot. Mm-hmm. It's very kind yeah. of cheesy 80s synth rock things. Yeah, I feel that, yeah. Um, in a in a good way, uh, and it's just lyrics repeated essentially. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's repeating. That's how they get you. And a German phrase, uh, which I don't know quite how to pronounce, but it's like Baruchadem. <laughs> yeah, I don't really either. I'm sorry. Again, ger- German appearing on this album, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it translates to crazy fool. Um, this is just my internet research, people. So if, I, if you're German and I'm I'm getting this wrong, I do apologize. Uh, when applied to the context of the song, Snoo implies that being uneducated makes people easier for higher-ups to control. So that's why it's huh. called That's How They Get You. Okay. So he keeps he's basically saying poorly educated, that's how they get you. So this okay. is oddly like an endorsement of uh, higher education. And, and <laughs> hey, read a book. And this is yeah. for... <laughs> Yeah, I was not I was not realizing at all that that's that was the intention on this, but I mean that's cool and and it's a it's a good song. So I'm glad. This is like an oddly political song despite yeah, outside yeah. appearances. Huh. It, it's it gets pretty I mean it's 225. Um for me I, I feel like it could be just a, maybe a little bit shorter. 
Yeah, I was thinking that too. I I think it's um I mean again, it's catchy, it's kind of fun, but it's super repetitive and yeah. doesn't need to be. But the production's good. Like I don't mind it. Uh it could be 20 seconds shorter. Yeah. Uh, Cuz it's it's a, it's filler. There's a lot on this album where it's like I say it's filler, but it's welcome filler. Like I don't mm-hmm. mind it. But like 25 tracks, I mean, you know, goddamn guys. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I mean, considering how many tracks there are, there's none that are like really bad, I would I don't think. No. We'll but, see. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk about that at the end, but I'm really shocked by the how I feel the quality of this album is remarkably I consistent. I know. It's re- it's remarkable. Uh, are anyway. you scared of tarantulas, Colin? Uh, you know, I actually think tarantulas are pretty cool. God, you're such a contrarian. God damn it. No, I I actually love them. I've, there's a photo of me like with one crawling all over me. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. when I lived, when I lived uh, down... In uh, Bolivia, we we oh, went yeah. to this place that had a bunch of tarantulas and and random other stuff. Yeah, down in Bolivia, instead of having a pet dog, you'd have a pet tarantula, right? I yeah, that's exactly it. Everyone did, you know. Oh, everyone's doing it. No, that's yeah. that's really that's cool. You had a cute little leash for it. <laughs> they would like smell each other's butts. Smell each other's you know? butts. You got to take them a walk twice a day. Let it out for the bathroom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's actually kind of a You got to let them eat, you know, like a few human hands every day, too. That's oh, yeah. Meal. Go to the yeah. human hand store, pick up some food. Yeah. Yeah. No, Bolivia sounds magical. Uh, so <laughs> I'm just kidding. It actually does. I know. I know. I, I always have to, I feel so weird saying anything about any group of or things because I don't want it to come off as insensitive. So I oh know Bolivia is wonderful and not everyone has a pet tarantula and dogs exist down there. I'm aware. <laughs> Thank you for the comments. So, <laughs> All the comments we get. Uh, um, so <laughs> this this leads us to our next. Tra- uh, for the record, yeah, I don't think I'd like a tarantula necessarily. Thanks for Aww, asking. They're um, so cute. Yeah, you contrarians. This is track fifteen, Jeez. tarantula. This is a, <laughs> a Van Gogh joint. So it's literally just about being afraid of tarantulas. I yeah. Think. <laughs> um, which is, it's just kind of funny. And it's, it's just so like unimportant in the grand scheme of things that I just think it's an excellent deviation in this album. You know, it's a little uh, breath of horrifying air, I suppose. Yeah. Like, I wonder if this is either Mike Dirt saying, by the way, guys, Never been comfortable saying it before. I'm very scared of tarantulas. Or if this is like them going Van Gogh's mythology is tarantulas somehow. I, I don't oh, know. You know. It's, yeah, maybe it's a mythology song here, right? But, but the lyric I like is, uh, in your mind where they breed. Kind of suggesting that the, the real fear of tarantulas all comes from within, right? As you mentioned, yeah. they're harmless, and uh, you know, so mostly harmless, and they're not that something to be line, yeah. scared of. But it's, it's we, we, the, the classic phrase, you're more scared of them than they are of you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it, I, I think the production of this kind of reminded me of like uh, late career Linkin Park, if you can kind of hear that. Yeah, I, I can like see that. that. Ooh, I, I don't know. I I like it. That is, I, and, and that's not a, a slam. I, I think it sounds cool. 
<laughs> but yeah, that's a, I think that's a short track, whatever, but I, I don't mind it at all. Uh, this next one, however, this is uh, track 16. Is, oh, is, I, I, yeah, I like this one. This is, uh, this is a Fink song, and it is Cancer is the New Black. that's uh that's uh that chinese at the very beginning is someone saying like welcome to the network broadcast oh thank you yeah i yeah. actually didn't really realize what that was so this one this one reminds me a lot of true green day i think um and i feel like it could be on father father of all as well sort of uh similar to what was it degenerate i think yeah yeah i can hear that too the baseline is like it's so powerful yeah, it really is, um, and and it, it's, I I mean, uh, what do you think of the subject matter? That's that's my big thing. I, I agree with you. I think it's it's much more rocky. It's kind of less uh, electronics driven and more guitar driven. All that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And I and a cool, just cool little fun thing is that uh, Fink Billy mm-hmm. sings most of the hook, and then I believe Van Gogh Mike comes in at the very end of the hook. So it's kind of cool them trading lines. Yeah, uh, yeah, that is cool. What? Yeah, what do you think of uh, the content of the song? Um, I mean, as far as I'm aware, and maybe I just totally misread it, but I thought it was about um, sort of the tendency to fetishize, like uh, basically victim complexes. I think mm. in the common day, um, as like how everyone likes to have something wrong with them to almost brag about in a weird way i i don't know how to describe it exactly but well um, i think it actually almost connects to what we were saying about uh was it degenerate maybe where uh you, you you're trying to make the issue about yourself even if it's not right to yeah you at all. yeah self-victimizing i feel like and, that, and that's why it's called cancer is the new black right T- kind of suggesting yeah. that like having a illness it's is cool yeah trendy thing that's um, yeah exactly i don't know I, I i like your interpretation and i think you're correct i don't know just per this is more personal i don't know if this uh-huh. actually like you know people are very in there within the right to disagree i i just feel like throwing the word cancer around like that is kind of uh i don't know it, it can bum people out uh so huh. Huh. It, it, okay. it just feels uh I don't know. It, it's this one. This one, and again, it's purely per, just from my own life. 
personal stuff. Like I, it's a kind yeah, of a, yeah, I don't fair like enough. hearing that a ton, um, huh. making light okay. of, of that. But I, I, having read all the other lyrics, okay, well, that's just the hook. And having read all the lyrics, and I think you're correct about the intentions of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so I don't, yeah, I don't think it's bad. I think it's incredibly catchy. Holy shit, it's catchy. It's super <laughs> um, catchy. There's but no I do about that. have yeah. a, some reservations personally. Okay, uh, but yeah, fair th- enough. That's all I can say. Um, yeah. One one cool thing though the the kind of the instrumental break bridge part. Uh, about two thirds of the way through, mm-hmm. there's a clip of, of audio of someone saying, I have come as your savior. And that's mm. an actual uh, recorded line sampled from Anton LaVey, who was the founder of the modern satanic church. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. There are just like deep cut references everywhere. I know that this packed, and and, and you you <laughs> can kind of maybe interpret what them using him his quote and his actual voice uh, means. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm not sure how to interpret it entirely myself, but it is. I'm I'm sure that wasn't an accident, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, no. obviously. And then there's the lyric and the bridge that says this album is a breather. Which is also very interesting. I think it's kind of them saying this is our we're taking a break from Green Day a little bit. Yeah. And the and maybe the pressure's therein. And I'm glad. I mean uh, yeah. and a lot of people suggested this like Green like this sounds like they're having more fun making writing more interesting songs and kind of uh Exactly. I don't yeah. know, just cutting loose in a way that we like like having being funny, but like in a in a like a political way and kind of staying true to themselves, yeah. but also like be, having that dookie kind of energy of anarchy and such. It's, I love it. Yeah. It's, it's the perfect mix of things. And I feel like we, we kind of, I think we both felt this way about the Foxborough hot tubs as well. It yeah. just sounded like they were finally having fun again, you know? I think there's some, I mean, and we've talked about this a lot, but like the pressure of being green day, one of the biggest rock yeah. bands in the world is it must be immense. Mm-hmm. And you write Dookie, you write American Idiot, and so like you have to, you're supposed to beat your greatest work every time you put out a new thing. You know, mm-hmm. the only yeah. question is, is it as good as American Idiot? Is it as good as Dookie? And that's like a really tough position to be in because everything you put out isn't going to be your best thing, and it shouldn't yeah. have to be. But there's a lot Obviously, of pressure there. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. So this album is a breather. It's almost like they're they're allowed to kind of be more fun, more creative when they're freed yeah. of the shackles of like expectations. And no one, literally no one was expecting a network album. Like <laughs> total surprise. Except for us cuz we totally saw this. Oh, we know, we know all. And we told you so. We told you so. <laughs> We're right. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, so there's a lot of the content that's really interesting about that song to me. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's 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 the um, like the only reason I would maybe cut it is just because I sometimes skip it because it makes me just ever so slightly. Uh, I guess I just feel they're being a little glib or, or a little. Uh, they're throwing around the term kind of casually, and it's mm-hmm. that that you know uh, people who get cancer. It's not like they're like oh cancer is the new black. I would get yeah, it. I yeah, get it no. more with social issues when people are like, "Oh, well, I'm repressed too," 
and you're like, you're like, a fucking white rich lady, Karen. This isn't about you, you know? I guess what I'm thinking is like, would you have liked it more if, if it was anxiety as the new black or something? Because I feel like that's maybe one of those the one of the more common things where people like, like brag almost brag about yeah being depression is the new black yeah, yeah. I, but the thing is and great. and you know that's fair cancer is a lot more well in, in most cases at least cancer is probably more serious than that but at the same time they're both very serious issues you know i don't mean to i don't mean to uh yeah obviously i'm not trying to minimize mental health at all yeah. but I, I think cancer is the new black is kind of suggesting like you, you, there's a part of someone who's diagnosed that's like, oh, very good, very trendy. And I just don't, yeah, that's not yeah, no, been my life saying. experience at fucking all, you know? Right, um, right. But, yeah. but while mental health, I know it's very real and very important, I do, I do know people, I think everyone knows people who kind of play up their own issues for attention. Exactly. And that's yeah. like a very real thing. So th- if yeah. that's the message, I'm all for it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I I I think I'm getting what you're saying. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, we can, we can move we can forward. move on along to something that is certainly not meant to be taken seriously in any way. It is <laughs> Trek 17: The Stranger. So this one I know I wrote in our document like I something along the lines of like I have no idea what this is about. Today, so today I was out skiing. I'm listening to this album one more time and this song comes on and it just hit me. It just like hit me like a ton of bricks like what it was about. <laughs> it was just so funny. Okay, well then why don't you you tell us cuz I'd love to hear so, it. For, for one, okay, I think it's so yeah. cool you were listening to the network while you were skiing. That's awesome. And for, yeah, thank for two, you. Thank what's you. the stranger perchance called? So the stranger, the stranger and and I really again, I really encourage everyone to read these lyrics. This is another <laughs> snoo track. Um so you might already be guessing that this is about masturbation and if you are then you're right. Um the stranger is a technique in which you you uh, sit on your hand until it falls asleep, you know, until you get that like ants crawling sensation, and then um, use that to to, to what? do the deed. To do the deed. <laughs> to do the deed, and it's supposed to feel like a, a stranger. <laughs> and that's that's the like the idea, right? Is like a, you uh, you're bored of. I think the lyrics even say sometimes you need a helping hand when things are getting dull. Yeah. You become ambidextrous and give yourself a pull. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh my god. And the idea is it's supposed to feel you're like, oh, I'm tired of jerking off. What if I was receiving a hand job from a hand that looked like mine, but I couldn't feel it? Exactly. And I just thought, like, there's a lot of funny lines, but there's one in particular. Um, 
only on a special night, comma, it's not for every day. I love that I just so thought much. that was a hilarious <laughs> thing to fucking add to this song. Yeah. Like, hey, oh, this yeah, is a treat. Oh, yeah, by the way, only use this every now and then. Oh, I'm gonna, tonight I'm going to treat myself. I, I, yeah. It's Friday. I got through the week. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do The Stranger. That's, I, oh, I mean, frankly, boy. I'm starting to worry about Trey's love life. Yeah. You know? He's got, you got to worry at some point. He's he's choking his his neck. He's choking his hand, uh, just to jack off. I I mean, get this man some help. I I think he's getting some dangerous <laughs> techniques here. Seriously, can't say he's not committed. <laughs> committed I to the know. bit. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah, I just wonder how many more masturbation songs he'll put out in his life. I know past the points like these are we're we're maybe closing in on fifty now. <laughs> and we're probably yeah. Uh, so, you're, you've got kids, man. But <laughs> God bless him. It's a it's a funny song. It's it's catchy and uh, yeah. What can you say? What can you? What can else can you do except hey, Elon? Right? It's yeah. It's gold. This is you want. Where, where does he go after the stranger? He goes after uh, hey, Elon. Of course, track eighteen mm. here by the snoo as well. Another understated song. Yet another hilarious one. I gotta say, instrumentally, I know how it's just like a hilarious joke song, but instrumentally, I really love it. That, Me too. Like, weird melody piano or whatever it is. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's beautiful. I, I like it a lot too. Of, of course, this is kind of referencing uh, Elon Musk, Mr. Billionaire, fancy, famous man, who mm-hmm. uh, launched a car into space playing the radio. I, I believe it was playing what Bowie or something, yeah. and uh, I love that wasn't at Bowie. I'm just that was just at Elon. <laughs> the um, Bowie, yeah. <laughs> and uh, hey, Elon, you left the radio on, and now your spaceship's batteries are dead. So yeah, that that's pretty much. It's just kind of that's yeah, that's it. Fun. But it's yeah, it's catchy though. I don't know if you agree. This might be my favorite Snoo track on the album, though there is some stiff <clears throat> competition. <laughs> I mean, there's, uh, yeah, I think every other bit of competition is rather stiff. Equally stiff, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's a that's a fun one. It's very simple, but like catchy, good. I, that's yeah. a, every, every one of these, I just say the same thing. It's catchy and it's good. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. There's good, great production. Wrong with most Sounds like what it's supposed yeah. to sound like. Yeah. yeah. Lyrics are funny. Uh, <clears throat> speaking of uh, kind of deviant behavior with the snoo here. Let's mm-hmm. hop on over to track 19, which is Popper Punk, and this is a Fink joint. Go. 
this one's pretty pretty boring I'll, I'll say i think it's am i right is the only lyric amyl nitrate that's the only word is amyl nitrate and what is yeah. amyl nitrate con for the uninitiated oh uh, it turns out it's poppers i felt like when i was hearing it too i should know that and then i looked it up and realized it's poppers then i looked at the name of the song and i was like oh my god how did i not just yeah, look at the popper pumpkins it's right there i just uh, yeah i felt very silly uh, but anyway, and it just kind of repeats. This is another one that I feel like could be a, a little shorter. This one, honestly, this might be the only one so far. Oh, maybe there's more. This is the only one I would definitely cut, though. I oh, think. okay. Because it's nearly yeah. three minutes, and it really, I mean, it, the, it, the instrumentals go in and out. Like, it builds well, yeah. produced well. But, yeah, it doesn't really... Uh, fill the three minutes as much as other songs that are like one minute 30 seconds they do mm -hmm. so much more so mm -hmm. it's it this is another one that's kind of filler i think but it, the, again it, it's it's fun to listen to if you're doing something else yeah that's true yeah. yeah it is it is kind of mindlessly entertaining yeah uh that's yeah popper punk do have you have you ever done poppers is that too personal to ask uh no 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 not at all um that's a good question because i have done a few things, but <laughs> I'm trying to think. I, I don't actually think I have. I think I've tried, but like nothing really happened. That's, I mean, I'm sure that's like the best experience you can have. Yeah. How about yeah, you? Don't want to do that again. No, I've not. I've not. Oh. But uh, I, uh, this made me think of, I don't, I, I don't know if you've seen the Jackass films. Oh, no, I don't think I have. Oh, you haven't? Do you know Steve-O? Mm. Yeah, from Jackass. Vaguely. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. If, I, I'd, I think if you you live in a house full of boys, I think you all should watch Jackass if you're having oh, some boy. time together. It's a fun uh, movies and show to watch inside with your boys. Maybe we'll have a family night and we'll we'll watch uh, Jackass. Yeah, I don't know if it's one you want to. It's not a date night necessarily. <laughs> you want to see someone stick a firework up Steve-O's ass and light it? That's maybe not. <laughs> It's funny you say that. I actually, I'm pretty sure Micah does like Jackass. I think she's so oh, She's so fucking cool, dude. Um, well, never mind. Watch it with her. But this is, the only reason I bring it up is it reminded me of a story. Steve-O uh, is famously sober now, but but he, he made a, there's a documentary about him. And he basically became addicted to poppers, which is oh, shit. a thing wow. that can happen. You know, I didn't know that. And, and uh, there's this. Part of the documentary where that he's like, "Oh, come over. We're gonna film. We're gonna do more crazy stuff." And everyone else was like, "Steve-O needs help. This is an intervention." Um, mm -hmm. He doesn't know that, and they go into his apartment. Uh, he thinks they're coming over to film and hang out, and he they're going over knowing that they're gonna do an intervention on, on mm -hmm. Steve-O. And yeah. basically, they, they come in. His living room is covered in those little uh, poppers. Uh, oh my capsules. god! And Jesus! It, like, like boxes and boxes full, emptied, covering the floor. Holy yeah. shit. So I don't know why I wanted to be, it's just like there, there's a real dark side to poppers. Uh, yeah, you know. I, I didn't, I had no idea that it had that level of um, potential, like addictive quality, you know? Yeah, was, I mean, and to be fair, he was addicted to like everything else as well. Like he's just a very okay. addictive personality, but yeah, nonetheless, yeah, yeah but like still, it, they, they can mess you up. And his throat is still really scratchy to this day from all of that abuse, so... Gosh. If, mm -hmm. uh, you know, okay, everyone out there, watch out for those Papa Punks. Uh, <laughs> but that said, it sounds like a good time and maybe I'll try it. Anyways, so. <laughs> Fair enough.
but that the, the, the poppers kind of bring us to the party uh more specifically track 20 Jerry Falwell's pool party This is such a weird one. <laughs> um, this is a Fink song. Well. Yeah, yeah. But this one, Colin, is is interesting for many, many, many reasons. Uh, yeah, this is. Um, I had actually not. Well, I, I'm sure. I think I'd heard this story before, but I didn't actually know this guy's name. So I had to look this up. Um, but it's basically, and and please like fill in the story. But it's basically, I think, uh, this Jerry Falwell guy. And his wife like brought their like pool boy in for like a threesome sexual relationship sort of thing, and then and then it was like exposed as a scandal or something not long after. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Jerry Falwell Jr., who this is about, is his father uh-huh. is a was a massive evangelical leader, and I, I read I read several articles in this because I I kind of reacclimated with the story myself because it's. Uh-huh. It, it, this is a this is one of the more political songs. I'll start with. Uh, you said this reminds you of "Kill the DJ," the Green Day song. Yeah, uh, this is. Oh my god, it sounds exactly like it. Why might that be? Uh, the the lyrics and the melody of the verses is is the same as "Kill the DJ." They just essentially well, lifted go. it and okay. changed it a teeny bit. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, but it's actually I think used to better effect here. Um. The holiest of holes, onward Christian soldier filled with rage and mind control. I know I got that wrong. Sorry, folks. But you know what I'm saying, the, the, the mind control. Uh, how the Kill the DJ references connect, essentially, is uh, that uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. and his wife were exposed for inviting the pool boy they met on vacation into a sexual relationship with him. Jerry Falwell Jr., his father, big evangelical leader, he was the president or maybe still is of a, a very conservative Christian college and uh, is kind of considered the reason why the evangelical vote went to Donald Trump in 2016 is because he endorsed him. Oh, God. Okay. And yeah. the reason people think he had previously endorsed Ted Cruz for the evangelical vote and he switched last minute people, and this is our all alleged to cover myself legally or whatever, but uh-huh. it is very likely that the reason he did that switch to endorse the most, the least evangelical person on earth, Donald Trump is yeah. because he had uh, his fixer, his lawyer, Michael Cohen had helped Jerry Falwell try to get rid of and cover up this sexual relationship with this pool boy. Oh, Oh my God. Okay. So once you learn all that, it becomes very kind of clear why Fink slash Billy would want to write a song 
entitle it that and onward Christian soldier. Um, quote, uh, Falwell has once said Christians like slaves and soldiers ask no questions. Jesus Christ. It's wild. People still listen to him. No sexual contact is allowed on his college campus. All any indication of homosexuality is strictly forbidden. This, this is a, a hypocrite. This is like a, just a yeah lying piece of shit. This guy. Mm-hmm. And helped get us to where we are right now in the world, which is clusterfuck because he pushed his religious zealots to vote for the least religious person. Cause essentially he likely had legal help with his hypocrisy. So it's, it's upsetting. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a complex story. Yeah. And I think the song is kind of written from his perspective, you yeah. know, it sounds, uh, I'll take it if it bleeds. There's like, there's a lot of lyrics that are, are very dark yeah. and sexually and otherwise yeah. that are kind of a disgusting person. Yeah. Um, Agreed. M- musically, do you, do you like it? I actually really do. Yeah. I mean, again, it reminds me of Kill the DJ. It also kind of reminds me of, and I know you're going to hate this, but both Lady Cobra and uh, whatever it's <laughs> called, Nightlife. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I can hear I that. don't care what you think about the lyrics, but I think, I think uh, instrumentally, those are pretty cool songs, actually. They're interesting. Yeah. Well, speaking of instrumentally, uh, do you hear that little accordion reed synth thing that solos in the middle? Yeah. That yeah. kind of reminded me of the Gorillaz song Clint Eastwood on the outro oh, Clint Eastwood. Yeah. 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 Uh, and and last, I mean, we're, sorry, we've been all over the place with this one. There's just like a lot of, a lot of content. But <laughs> last thing, just kind of hearing them repurpose. And by the way, this is acknowledging. By the way, if anyone's, I know it's a joke, but this is acknowledging that they're Green Day because he's taking Green Day songs and sampling them slash re, working them into network songs. Right. I don't know so what you're talking about, Chris? They're oh only doing God. this because they're trying Christ. to shove it up Green Day's ass. <laughs> oh, geez. Well. <laughs> It led me to, to beg the question, um, do you think Kill the DJ would have been more warmly received if it had been released as a network song? Yeah, I do. I think so too. Yeah. I, I think that might have been the play because it was it was kind of divisive when it first came out and I really liked it, but I understand why people were confused about it as a Green Day song. I mean, I guess, I just, I felt like it still had... It was still overall, it felt like a Green Day song. Like you would hear it and you would definitely be able to to call it, you know? And and I feel like that's all really that you need. Yeah. I guess I was thinking like the electronic band singing Kill the DJ. Like that's maybe a more interesting, I don't know. I don't know. I don't that's know. just a thought I had. I, think, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it would have been more well received, but I don't think that necessarily means that's what they should have done or whatever. It's just... Yeah, yeah. I, and I'm not a kill the DJ apologist. I like it, but yeah. I'm, you know, I know some people had strong feelings about that. Yeah, right? fair enough. Uh, fair enough. The the next one, Colin, track 21. Can you believe we've broken through 21? Oh we're, my gosh, I know. I know this is a long one, people, but we're Oof. getting through it here. We're almost there. We're getting close. Um, track 21 is called Herd Immunity by Van Gogh, and it's mm-hmm. not H-E-R-D. No, no, no. H-E-A-R-D. You heard? I feel your heartbeat, it's electric. We are mechanical inside. We run on pure kinetic energy. 
the gasoline stoking our fires and when you're staring at the crowds you see the defectors among us we are the one we are the ones This is kind of a yeah. It's an interest. It's it's an interesting one. It, it's much slower and uh, less produced than a lot of the other ones on this album. Yeah, yeah. I think for that reason, I find it a little boring overall. Uh, Me too. And I and I find the uh, the lyrics and also their delivery, the vocal delivery, a little melodramatic. Yeah, exactly. Which I know is the point, but uh, the beginning's a little slow. But when it does kick in and the guitar riff comes in, I, I think that is a very satisfying build. Like, I do like that musically. I agree, yeah. It, it is nice. I don't, I don't know if it's worth it, but it, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. Um, some of the lyrics, and you say the things you mean, but you mean the things you, but do you mean the things you're saying? I, I think that's kind of an, just another reference. Jerry Falwell, all this fake news bullshit. It's, it's talking about hypocrites, right? Mm-hmm. And and the the type of people who incite the terrorist attack on the Capitol, right? Who, yeah. Or you 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 know you're lying to your audience, but you keep it up. You know yeah. that this is fake. Uh, yeah. No, I think that's a smart line, definitely. And and I think the title supports that. You know, it's it's kind of a play on herd immunity. Yeah, kind of. It is a play on herd immunity, <laughs> which is of course what uh what Donald Dump wanted to do with our country. He was pushing for herd immunity several times mm-hmm. uh, behind the scenes, and uh, we know now, and that would have killed millions of people without a doubt. So, again, I them this is a bit more political, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree with you. It's it's not the best of them on the yeah. album yeah i mean yeah i definitely i definitely like it lyrically as well but yeah but yeah i just can't help but being a little bored by the song so i get you and and, and we're 21 songs in it that's, that's the point. a good You're like, point all right yeah let's uh, i guess let's just i mean that's all there's to say right let's kick it over to yeah. track 22 <laughs> uh, time capsule time capsule So this one is sort of a wake-up call. I'd say this one sort of yeah. like brings you back to full alertness. Wake up, people. Um, yeah, wake up, sheeple. Let's see. Oh, this is a Van Gogh song. I had a question. I had a question. Does, do you? Are you bothered by this song as well? Because I was just realizing they reference cancer too in this song. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, the thing, it's not the hook. 
That's the thing. It's like the that's hook true. is just repeated and yeah. it's catchy. So when I'm re- singing, when it gets caught in my head, that's what I'm singing. Oh, so I think okay. that's probably my annoyance. It's like, I don't want to be singing that. Yeah. But, uh, but this is like a list song, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a category of song where you just kind of list things. Mm-hmm. And, and it's called Time Capsule, I believe, um, because it, it, I guess the story of this song is that there was a time capsule buried in the 1980s, and now they're opening it up in, the, in 2000. And, uh, you know, the, and, and so he's listing all the things that could be in the time capsule, mm-hmm. like, and they're things from the 80s. Yeah. So that's fine, I get. A lot of references, you know, not much to, you know, you can read them all if you're interested, because yeah. they don't yeah. really connect besides just things from the 80s. Yeah. I wouldn't, yeah. I, I mean, it's it's a good song, but I wouldn't say it's like one of the standouts on the album. Yeah, and it's not super funny either. I mean, it's not bad no. either, but yeah. No, no, not at all. It's it's. Uh, people said it might be a spiritual successor to Spastic Society, hmm. which was uh, off of the first Money Money Twenty Twenty right. in two thousand three, and that was also sung by Van Gogh, and that was like another list song. So they're kind of it's kind of similar in that way. Oh, uh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. There's like references, but I don't even care to go through. I, I, I don't care. Uh, but one last interesting thing, though, is the chorus is sung and played in a similar way to Money, Money, 2020. The the hook, if you hear it, that's the same hook uh, melody line. as. I was sort of thinking, yeah, it did sound really, really similar. Okay. So that's, I, I guess it, that's kind of interesting. But This isn't one I'd cut, but it's not one that like is my favorite either. It's just, yeah, it's yeah. it's okay. Yeah. But still, um, yeah, you gotta you gotta give them credit for you know doing the references right and callbacks to them, their own songs and stuff. Yeah, gotta do it right. Yeah. And, and speaking of uh, callbacks and references, mainly <laughs> references, what's that, Colin? Threat level midnight. Threat level midnight, making everybody feel all right. <laughs> Another Fink track here. I think was this you're saying this is the office right that, have you, that have you, episode. are you a fan of the office have you seen that show yeah yeah well i was just thinking that is that episode where michael scott does, exactly makes that movie this yeah. is like his homemade movie that he oh, makes with all the people oh, in the office and it's, it's a fan favorite episode yeah called threat and his in his movie is titled threat level midnight uh <laughs> it's very funny yeah. uh and and you know the office has kind of become like a meme yeah and and so like I kind of feel like this is Green Day try or pardon me the network trying to kind of you know get in on know, the cash menu. in on the references yeah. a little bit but yeah. I'm fine with it. <laughs> it's yeah, it's a good one. The song itself is it talks the lyrically it's about an alien invasion that takes over Earth and kind of leads to the apocalypse. <laughs> and uh, the the connection here I guess is is. But maybe I'll throw this to you because they they released a statement before the Trans Am EP came out. 
Back in 2003, we, the network, warned mankind of the fate they would meet in the year 2020. To no surprise, 2020 is upon us, and it looks exactly as our prophecy predicted. As one final warning on December 4th, 2020, we'll release Money Money 2020 Part 2. We told you so. We are at threat level midnight. So, so <laughs> yeah, they use that to like announce the stuff, and then they end it with threat level midnight. So yeah. now we know why that was. God, the references are just too deep. I know. God. They've really built a mythology here. It's pretty intense. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I like the, uh, the song is fine with me. It's nothing special musically, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but I really like the bridge. Yeah, um, I find it remarkably, um, yeah, fun. And like, it's, I always find myself bopping my head listening to this one. Yeah. It's kind of a yeah. Ramones-esque song. Oh, yeah, d- definitely. I definitely yeah. hear that. And by that token, a little more Green Day-ish. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, Like, uh, there's these lyrics at the bridge, which is like Nazi renaissance of an army on the blitz. We kneel and pray for a God that doesn't exist. That's pretty cutting. But yeah, good one. No thought. You were the first atheist I ever knew. So I thought I'd enjoy that. Huh. Eh, Doesn't Eh. affect him. Okay. He's like, yeah, I know. Um, I'm just surprised. Amnesia Vagabond, Colin. I like this one. Track 24. Yeah. Our second to last track here. I think this is another, uh, is this another Van Gogh one? This is a This is a Van Gogh. Yes. Yeah. That's fun that he his name we get to say. This is a Van Gogh. Yes. <laughs> I'm quiet. space bandages across my face intergalactic man on the run who am I what have I done am I the only one amnesia vagabond how much fuel yeah this one's a little like slower and quieter than most of the other ones on this album um but again i think it's a really like pleasant and simple um instrumental melody in the back on the intro yeah and um, And this is like a myth this is another mythology one it's all about right the van gogh's character of in this band Mm mm-hmm and he he can't remember who he is and all that shit. Yeah, and like I think we talked in Trans Am, he's like time traveling in his car and going through time and space, as he says here. Yeah, and apparently all that time travel has like wiped his memory. Shocker! And he can't remember anything, and uh, it's just him like kind of thinking out loud about how he's lost and doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, I, I, like the, it, it's another kind of slow one. Um, mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. I like it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. It actually yeah. it kind of reminded me of and I was I was gonna ask too, have you listened to the Gorillas, the new Gorillas album? Oh wait oh no, from this year? Uh yeah, from from late twenty twenty. Oh, I you know what I haven't even heard it yet. I didn't know it came out. 
It's so good. Really? Uh, you should really check oh, it out. Oh, cool. But there's one song on it. I think it actually might be the first song on it that sounds a lot like this, too. It kind of reminds me. And it's the Cure. I think it's the Cure singer. Um, oh, Robert. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, no. This yeah. is bad, folks. Whatever his name is. No, we got to get it, Colin. We can't be running a music podcast. <laughs> Not doing this. Who cares? They can Google it. Robert Smith. Robert Smith. I, yeah, I knew his. One. I knew it was Robert something. I knew it was like a name that could be anything. Robert Smith, the most basic name in the world. But yes, of course. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I will have to check that out. Um, it's really good. Yeah, and actually, uh, unrelated. But the last song on that album is so good. It's like my favorite Gorilla song. I think. Oh damn. Um, Momentary Bliss. Yeah, you you got to check it out. Gorillas, Network, The Killers, The Strokes. Like this has been a fertile time for like mid two thousands acts early 2000s acts to come back i know it's surprising that's cool um yeah 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 that's all. i mean there's there's nothing to I, I, my only thought on uh amnesia vagabond is i might cut it simply because there's 25 songs <laughs> and like i like the other ones more so that's all you know yeah that's fair yeah i feel like there's nothing wrong with that one last thing i'll say is i'm pretty impressed at how theatrical mike is in his delivery of a lot of these songs i know yeah i i agree like he's really acting through the singing yeah maybe he's got a future on broadway we know billy tried maybe mike's next <laughs> <laughs> maybe he'll have better luck we'll see and then i can't even believe we've made it this was a marathon man Oof. track 25 art of the deal with the devil this one's about (laughs) (laughs) Um, i think this is an excellent finisher first of all i think this is like very sensible move to put at the end um and for those who don't know there is a donald trump book uh from somewhere in the 1980s i don't know when called the art of the deal and so there this is just never shut the fuck up about it yeah yeah um yeah, it's the baseline is so like chill and 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 Billy singing kind of high and quiet. Like, yeah, another another father of all esque. Uh, I just I really like this song. This is a standout for me. It's yeah, I agree. I think it's really good. And uh, when it when it kind of breaks down into that that kind of almost country influenced riff, 
Wait, I'm trying to remember which part that is. Like, oh, I, I yes, think... yes, yes, yes. I love that part. I absolutely love that part. It's it's almost like a cowboy riff or something, but yeah. then with like the synth beat and everything. It, it's really cool. It's so cool, yeah. It's very like intimidating sounding. Yeah. It just sounds cool. Like yeah. this sounds like a song you'd like listen to as you walk in the club in slow motion, right? <laughs> as your that. pupils like expand and yeah. dilate. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's it, the the title of this. I, I knew I recognized it because this is what Billy was gonna call again. Another proof that this these are the same people <laughs> uh, is he was gonna the father of all track. Yeah, father of all motherfuckers. Sorry. Um, take the money and crawl was originally going to be called Art of the Deal with the Devil. And he's confirmed oh, that previously. Oh, that makes total sense. This mm-hmm. sounds a lot like that one. And I guess it has a similar melody as well. So th- so they're kind of cousins, those two songs. Although, at the same time, I don't know why you keep trying to prove that these are the same people, Chris. <laughs> it's just so silly. It's just not possible. Yeah. I do apologize. Yeah. I, I know. I'm, I got my my own conspiracy theories going on over here, and I'm so sorry. You're crazy. I sound like a madman. <laughs> Uh, lyrics of Art of the Deal with the Devil. It's so nefarious that I almost want to laugh, almost hilarious that I laugh so hard I cry. This is the cult of the con artist and the art of the deal with the devil. I think those are really good lines. Nailed that it. Kind of sum. When I was saying about crying on inauguration, mm-hmm. that line, it's so nefarious that I almost want to laugh, almost hilarious that I laugh so hard I cry. That sums it up really well, how yeah. I felt and how I kind of am still recovering from feeling. Uh, where yeah. Cosmically, <laughs> Trump's such a fucking moron. Everything he does is so obvious. You see what an insecure, ego-driven person he is. Yeah. What a it, moron he is. Yeah. How I just, his insecurities are so, he wears them on his sleeve and he thinks he's acting tough. Mm-hmm. And in that way, it is, it's really funny. He's a funny character. But it it it's that's cosmically funny, and on a person who's stuck in the mess of it, it you just want to cry, like you laugh so hard you cry. It's 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 pretty accurate, yeah. Yeah, it's I think that's nefarious. well said. And the cult of the con artist, fuck, fucking head. exactly. Yeah, hit the nail on the head there. They sure, sure did, and they got the Halloween outro. I think that's a great song. It's so spooky. It's so spooky. It's There's spooky. a lot of spookiness involved in this album. I gotta say. It would have been it would have been a good Halloween release, I think. But oh well. Missed opportunity. Yeah. This uh that that is the end, folks, of Money Money 2020 part two. We told you so. <laughs> Whew. Take a breath. That was a doozy. We made it. Was it was a good doozy, but it was a doozy. It was a good doozy. <laughs> <laughs> the um We all know what a good doozy when we see him. Or yeah. feel one, maybe. And this is indeed a good dues. Mm. A good dookie, perhaps. Mm, and, and and again, not as you said, it's not Green Day, but no, no, if it were, they they do know a thing or two about a good dookie. It's true. It's true. I, I, Colin, I, you know, this is kind of where we typically go through with our, our, our overall thoughts. What would you cut? What would you keep? How's it held up? I mean, yeah, true. Um, how, do you, how do you kind of want to sum it up? Overall, I think it's just excellent. Like I, I did not go into this expecting a whole lot, but got a lot more than I was expecting. So I'm, I'm very happy overall. Um, as far as what I would cut, like nothing's flat out bad, I would say. Um, but I would maybe cut a few just filler tracks, like 
maybe Pizzagate, although I do kind of like it, or mm-hmm. uh, That's How They Get You. <laughs> the Stranger. No, Stranger's too funny. I like it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'd probably cut Popper Punk. I do think that one's pretty bland. Yeah, I, I think I'd agree with you on that one. Yeah. And then uh, maybe the time capsule as well. But yeah, overall, I'm, I was really shocked because that still leaves, I'm not sure exactly how many I just said, but still leaves like 2021 20, that I like quite a bit. So very, very happy yeah. with it overall. And honestly, Green Day could could really take a lesson from these boys. They uh, Take notes, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, yeah, yeah, Chris, what do you think? You would you cut, keep, remove, I mean, or uh, I mean, rearrange or anything? Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, I'll start with this. I'll start with this. I, I think, and I'm just gonna refer to him as Billy because he's the writer. Mm-hmm. Shut up, everyone. He wrote the, he wrote these, and Mike wrote these, and Trey wrote these. And for one, believe what you want to believe. For one, I yeah. think it's really cool okay. to hear each of them get to front songs and and presumably have written the songs that they're fronting right mm-hmm. yeah i would assume it, I, I can't imagine anyone but trey writing the trey songs so <laughs> i think that's the snoo yeah. songs pardon me but I, I haven't this is what i've wanted from green day for so long I know. for all of the trump years uh, we wanted billy to write lyrics that were political and po- poetic at the same time mm-hmm. and funny and kind of sardonic and and a, and a little self-effacing, but also going after people in power who are mm-hmm. hypocrites. And yeah, it, it's the best that, that they, you know, the highs of their career have kind of been finding the balance between all those things, and and then really catchy songs that also have like some hard edge. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is such, a, and I'm gonna maybe sound too grand here. I think this is like a triumph. This album. <laughs> I can't believe how often I listened to it and I was just like, this is all really good. Yeah. It's the, it's shocking. I, I think the biggest failings of their recent projects has been, well, you know, the music's fine, like it's all good, but the lyrics are kind of embarrassing sometimes, kind of yeah. weak. Yeah. And you kind of go, Billy, like just write sit down and write some better lyrics, man. Like we we know you are capable of it. And for some reason it just felt phoned in. Yeah. And clearly still capable, because I was a little worried it was just like his years were behind him, but this Me proves too. that's not true. Well, and I listen I mean, to this. Yeah. Well, yeah, we, who's to say? But <laughs> I, I feel like this is such a return to form in many ways, yeah. despite the difference in musical style. And but I'm someone who likes electronic music, and I like, you know, Radiohead's one of my favorite bands. Mm-hmm. So I really like the melding of like guitar music with electronics and synths and, and yeah, things totally. like that. So this is right up my alley in that regard mm-hmm. and lyrically content wise i f- this is so grand of a statement i apologize this felt to me like the american idiot 2 we wanted out of father of all motherfuckers <laughs> lock me up i don't care i feel like that is this accomplishes what we hope at least thematically right what we hoped father yeah. of all would be yeah i we definitely have, understand what you're saying yeah we want you to take on the establishment we, you, you took on Bush with American Idiot. This guy is tenfold what Bush was, mm-hmm. and and we need you to to we need your lyrics and your catchy hooks to kind of slip these ideas to some people and also comfort us, uh, you know, who are suffering. And I I just think there's so many you know specific tracks, but overall as an album, I think it really holds together in that regard, yeah. despite it being 25 tracks and you know. Well, going all over the place yeah yeah no i t- i agree I, I get what you're saying 
and and yeah, without losing the sense of humor, not being too self-serious, this is like a silly album. Oh, super hilarious. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe how good it was. And, and based on the content, it seems like this was their quarantine project. You know, mm-hmm. it seems like they had been secretly working on this for for most of this past year and writing about the things as they were happening. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm sure the discussion was like, well, we're not going to do another Green Day album. We just mm-hmm. did one. And I'm, you know, and they're not, you know, are they going to go to a new label? What are they going to do? They're not going to be able to tour to support it. Yeah. yeah. All these things. And, and the network probably just made the most sense. It's 2020, money, <laughs> money, 2020. All these things like aligned. And I, yeah. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm really impressed. They must have been excited when they realized the potential for what, what they had, I think. But I, I wish it was getting more airplay and attention from major publications. I agree. Because I think... Yeah. People have been burned by Green Day in the past, and this is almost a, a. I think this would impress a lot of Green Day fans who maybe had stopped paying attention a while ago if they could, you know, get past all the production, which I think is great. But I know it's different than yeah, typical yeah. Green Day. But no, and I, I get that, and I will say I'll I'll be the first one to say New Wave is not my thing, um, in mm. general, and I do think that would be. At least in my opinion, that would be what I would classify this as overall. But I still really like it. Like even the really new wavy songs, like I, I don't know, maybe um, uh, the popper punk one or something. Even that one, I kind of like. You know, yeah, it, yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying, like new wave isn't just isn't isn't bad or whatever. It's worth giving a try. I I agree. I, I'm. Yeah, I, I can't. I, I'm sounding like such a little fanboy here, but it's true. I, I was the more I listen to it, the more I'm like, God, I'm like laughing as I'm doing the dishes to asphyxia. I'm like almost cheering on like the the kind of bravery of doing a respirator. Yeah. Like it's a silly song, but it's like I I think great satire. Oh yeah, I, yeah. A, a lot of I can't say enough good things. Um, there, you know, there's. You know, you asked if what I would cut, what I'd keep. I, honestly, I'd keep all of it. As I mentioned, I would for, and I'm sure some other people feel this way, where they're like uncomfortable with cancer being kind of thrown around in a, in a hook or whatever. Mm-hmm. Cancer is the new black. Maybe as, as I would maybe just change because I like all of it. It's just if it's just a personal thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, popper punk as you mentioned, or may, maybe a little too long. Maybe would cut that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's 25 tracks. If I cut a few, it's still going to be a long ass album. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're still they were going for excess here, and I think they accomplished it. So, like as I listen to it in a weird way, like American Idiot, I feel like, well, I wouldn't really cut anything because it is what it is. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think everything, for the most part, at least, fits in really well with what they're trying to do. Yeah, and then I think highlights are, uh, and just chime in with the other ones that you think. But are the mm-hmm. deal with the devil. Yeah, definitely. Um, theory of reality. Ivanka's mm-hmm. a Nazi. Fentanyl. I mean, I really like Carolina's ultimate Netflix tweet. <laughs> that <laughs> one's actually super catchy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I don't know why, but Hey Elon is super just pleasant for me to listen to. I actually it is really pleasant, like dude. It, um, hey Elon is pleasant as all hell. That's a pleasant <laughs> ass song. Um. Yeah, I I don't know. I I I like quite a few of them. Degenerate is is really good too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hope, and again, you know, because again, I haven't really heard res- a lot of response to this, but I hope Billy and the boys 
feel like they've accomplished something really cool here. Yeah. And uh, also maybe take it as a, maybe some kind of compass towards what the next Green Day project could look like. I hope so. Yeah. Because this is uh, the type of songwriting I'm I'm willing to accept from Green Day. I, I don't really care about what instruments they use as long as the songs are there. The yeah. Good writing. <clears throat> you know, they've taken some time to think it through, mm-hmm. trying to say something, also having a sense of humor, not being too grandiose. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. So so I, I hope, uh, if you're listening, guys, please keep it up. This is the right direction. I think. <laughs> yeah, this is fire. All right. Anything else uh, to conclude? No, I think we've done it all. Yeah, I think we've talked for like <laughs> two fucking hours about this. <laughs> <laughs> we always say that. The uh, al- but to be fair, the album is 55 minutes. So yeah. it's like yeah, long album, long episode. Uh, uh, as always, thank you. I don't know if we're coming back for a while. I don't, I don't know what the next, the future holds for us. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, um, but it's been, fi- having said that, they'll probably release something tomorrow and make us look like dicks. <laughs> Whatever. I can't wait. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Redundant, the totally original Green Day podcast, uh, Money Money 2021 edition. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, be well, stay healthy, be careful out there. Uh, you know, you, you got to take care of yourself these days. And a good way of taking helping take care of us here would be to follow us on, uh, I think it doesn't matter. There's all the Instagram and the, we don't have Instagram, the Twitter, which is what, Colin? Uh, that is at Green Day Pod or redundant colon the totally original green day podcast but nothing happens there so don't even bother it doesn't really matter <laughs> yeah i'm not even a joke about it this time but it would help us if you followed us on podomac.com or subscribed on spotify or on apple Podcasts. that's the biggest way or leave a review like you know all the the stuff um we're probably not coming back so it doesn't really do whatever you want it doesn't matter uh thanks for listening is ultimately and um yeah it's been fun hanging yeah. out uh, appreciate you yeah, appreciate you, man. Uh, and conclusion, I think we got to say, asphyxia, now I'm gonna pop. Colin? Asphyxia, sloppy little knot. Give it all you've got. Mm. All right, you're the, you're the captain. I'm gonna go do it right now. Mm. Thanks for listening to Redundant, the early original Green Day podcast. Stay safe. Bye-bye. Okay.